Hey y'all, welcome to Ramdino Hiking and the Appalachian Trail Podcast. I'm your host, Ramdino. Thanks for joining me to build the hiker community, support the AT through hikers, and to hear about trail news, hiking gear, section hikes, trail personalities, and all things trail. For a video version of this podcast, check out my YouTube channel, Ramdino Roaming the Trail. Now, let's get to walking and talking trail. Hey y'all, Ramdino here, coming at you again for another Appalachian Trail Thu Hiker and Community News Update. We got a slew of news right now. We got a slew of stuff going on with the Appalachian Trail Thu Hikers. We got a slew of trail news going on. We got a gear giveaway. We got my trials and tribulations with the ATC. And we've got a request from me for some advice from you and folks out there in the hiker community. So let's go ahead and get started. So the 2020 hikers that we're still tracking that are out there that have reported in. Trail Marcher, Trail Marshall, who is north of Kent, Connecticut, he is going to be in Great Barrington by Monday. And then Frosty the Snowbow, he is going to complete his Sobo portion of his flip-flop today at Springer. And then he's going to be flipping back up and doing the last northern 450 miles all the way to Katahdin. So looking forward to both those guys finishing. 2021 hikers, we're traveling beat. He is north of mile 800, crossing into the shanties in the next couple days. He is going to be, once he hits Fort Royal, he's going to be driving down from there to go back to the Peters Mountain closure that is now open. So he's gonna go go ahead and hike that before he gets too far away from that. And he's gonna be renting a car and he says he will have room for two hikers. So if you're interested in going down there with him, let me know, I'll put you folks together and then y'all can drive down there and hike that together. Finish that portion of it up so you don't have to come back and do that later. Mr. Freeze, he's he's heading into New Jer Jersey. He says Roxylvania was mentally hard. Of course, it was physically hard, very taxing. He said it was harder than anything he had ever read about. So, But he made it, and that's the main point, and he is moving north. She's the one finished uh, her Virginia miles, and she's shuttled up the Harper's Ferry and is now in Pennsylvania. Blizzard is in Duquesne. Skidmark and Outdoor Fresh, they go back over 40 years together, growing up uh, in the same town, and they, of course, are through hiking together, and then a couple of their buds, who also started a couple weeks before them, Bruce and Tom, they all four have worked together for 30 years at the Honda Corporation. So they are all now hiking together. They're known collectively as the Honda Crew, but I thought that was just a really neat story, and they are north of Hot Springs. Shoes, who is our barefoot hiker, he is through the Smokies. He even encountered some snow flurries and some ice conditions and just generally cold and cold conditions for a barefoot hiker. He was stayed barefoot. He has brought some sandals with him just in case he needs them in an emergency, but he is committed to hiking the entire trail shoeless. So Shoes says that that is a personal challenge for him. So I think committed is a good word for him. So in any case, good luck to him on reaching that personal challenge. Goob has made it to Neil's Gap and he is gonna be putting out some videos shortly. Drifter and the Hun, they made it to the Triple Crown and they wanted to say that when through hikers get to Gatlinburg, if they'll go to the Knock, the Knock can hook them up with some really cheap 
and really decent lodging there. So they said when they came through, uh, not this past time, I don't believe it was, but in, in a previous hike, that the knock hooked them up with a five-star resort hotel there that normally runs $300 a night and it was actually $55 a night. So go by the knock, check them out. There's also not too many hostels there. I know the Lodge of Legends there and they are donation-based. So that's somebody you can check out as well, but definitely go by and see what the folks at the knock can do for you. Hopeful and BG, they have made it to Fontana Dam and Hopeful has lost 15 pounds. So he's on the AT diet, so that's awesome. Congratulations. And BG doesn't know how much weight he's lost, but he knows that he has lost some weight too. So just remember on the AT diet, if you lose enough weight, you get to get new, new clothes. So that's cool. RV has made it 200 miles to Kalingman's Dome. Cephas lost his hiking partner, but he teamed up with another one, Pitfall, there in Fontana, and they are moving into the Smokies. Tex is in the Atkins area now, and she made it through a very wicked cold snap where several nights it got down to 28 degrees, but she stayed on trail while everybody else went in town, so that is awesome, Tex, for you to stay out there and just suck it up and drive on. Trimmer is around the Mount Rogers area tomorrow. Huck was here. Huck was here. He is done with the Smoky, so congrats on that. Jet, Pebbles, and Fun Facts, they have made it to Damascus. Jeff Pratter, he started his through hike on April 10th at Skyland, and he is a great example of how the trail provides. So he had just got started within a day or so, and he was somewhere at a trailhead or an overlook. He heard a familiar vo voice and turned around, and it was a somebody he had worked with about 20 years ago, and they kind of didn't leave the workplace environment on the best of terms, but when they saw each other, everything was forgiven they spoke they talked to each other for like 20 minutes had a really good time and for him that was really neat way to start his at through hike off so the trail provides folks in all kinds of way be it gear or hookups with long missing fellow workers so thought that was pretty neat to hear that and for jeff to share that with us moose liver she made it to the triple crown Buttercup has left Harper's Ferry on her flip-flop, and she's no boat of Katahdin. Daphne River Air is around Damascus. 3D, he is north of Parisburg, and 3D is turned, had a birthday on Earth Day. So his birthday is on the same day as Earth Day. He turned 72. So Earth Day's been around since 1970. He was born in 1949. That means he is older than dirt. So congratulations on your 72nd birthday, 3D. And I hope that when I'm even close to 72, I got the ability to hike, much less through hike. So that's awesome. Legend is in Irwin. Runway is past Atkins. Tooney and not sure they have made it to Damascus. Underdog, he is north of Penmar Park. And you may recall that Underdog had to get off trail down in Franklin. He had some plantar fasciitis. He had to go spend about three weeks back home down in Florida, but he's back on trail now, and he wanted everybody to know that he did flip up to Rockfish Gap in Virginia, and he is continuing north. Luscious, Just Jim, and Nemo, they are back together, and they are heading toward Irwin out of Hot Spring. Hibbelly rode out the rain at Trey Mountain, so while everybody else was in town, he was in Trey Mountain sitting through that storm we had yesterday. Sloth has made it to Damascus, but had to stay at the rabbit hole because when Sloth got to Damascus, there was no room at any of the inns. So 
uh, slothers right in the middle of the bubble, of course, and we had the bad rain yesterday, and so you can imagine that everything, just like I said, was all packed up. So also Damascus caters to bike riders, motorcycle riders. There's other trails that come together at Damascus, so this time of year it is going to be real difficult to find hostel accommodations there in Damascus. I saw where Aquaman made it to Damascus, but he had to camp on the outskirts of Damascus in the rain, and I presume he had to do that because he couldn't get a room there in Damascus. Crazy Quilt, she starts the Smokies soon. Walden and the Scotsman, they are on their way to Fontana. Gumby was getting ready to start his flip-flop trip, but he found out he has Gillian's Beret Syndrome. So that is a very debilitating muscular skeletal syndrome that it just all of a sudden crops up in people. You can recover from it. Right now he's in the hospital, but you can recover from that. I have personally known people that have recovered from it. So and Gumby and his wife asked for prayers. So likewise, I'll be sending him my prayers. Hope you'll do the same and so that he can recover from that and get out there on the trail. Chris and Erica Burke, they have made it to Irwin and they said the shelters are definitely beyond max with multiple tent campers. Bunkster made it to Newfound Gap. He had to get off to heal up some knee issues. His wife came up and spent some time with him. So that is awesome. He got to spend some time with his wife and then he'll be getting back on there in the Smokies shortly. Not so much. He has made it to the secret shelter where Jake the donkey is uh, pull security for everybody there. And that's somewhere around mile 1325 up in New York. Shaker Hikes, he is past the quarter way mark. Walsey and Popper Group, they have made it to Parisburg. Orange and Grateful are hiking with Sarge, and they have made it to Glasgow. The Hiking Hobbit and Oki, they are in the Smokies. Michelle from Macron's Way, she has made it to Maryland, and she sent pictures of the Dog Green Backpacker Campground bathhouse there. So that had been under renovations. Of course, we heard last week that the Blazing Baker told us it was open and they used it, so didn't have a picture then. Thank you, Michelle, for sending us that picture. We do now, so they have uh, really gone and remodeled it with um, a tile and, of course, uh, all new showers and everything like that. So that is pretty cool to see that. Thanks for those pictures, Michelle. Roadrunner is going to be coming in to Hampton any day now. Tim Ken Hike, they are on their way to Dix Creek and said the shelters are still having 25 to 30 hikers and tenors around them. So you can imagine... You know, they're not quite to Dix Creek yet, and so that's down in Georgia, and you're still having quite a few people around the shelter. So that hadn't quite cleared out yet. You know, the bubble, the tail end of it is coming through there, but very shortly, those amount of people that are leaving will be down in the, uh, you know, the digits, you know, 11, 20, 10, getting into single digits. But I will tell you this and remind you that Georgia the Georgia section of the Appalachian Trail is very accessible to groups coming out of Atlanta. So Boy Scout troops, church groups, just whatever type of uh, community groups, hiking groups, individuals, groups together, people together coming uh, from Atlanta. And Atlanta and the area around there is a huge metropolitan area, and they use that Georgia section quite a bit. So not only does it get used by the thru-hikers, but it gets used by a lot of people. So just remember that when you're planning your hike, if, you know, section hike, whatever, no everybody wants to do that section. Uh, I've done it. The best time to do it is probably in the late winter, early fall. 
spring and summer is not a good time to do that down there. Luna and the Wandering Wolf Pack, they are going through the Grayson Highlands. So that is a group, uh, a tramley of four humans and five canines. So that's going to be interesting to see how the dogs do around the ponies and the ponies do around the dogs. But in any case, of course, they'll be leashed as they go through theirs, but that's going to be interesting to see. KK is hiking with Cups, Top, and Six, and they are in the Smokies. Don Brand, he is coming into North Carolina. Mr. Rogers, he's made it to Damascus. Spell Slinger, Zion, Java, and Frosty, and 7-Eleven, they are on their way to the knock. Buzz and Woody, who are our triple crowners, they were, had started on the AT, got off, went, did part of the CT, came back to the AT, and they're going to finish out the AT now, and they've crossed into Connecticut. And Masochist, who is, we are tracking, and who is doing the Eastern Continental Trail, he is done with the 1,900-plus miles that he started at Key West, Florida. He has now intercepted the AT there with a the Benton Mackay, intercepts the AT just below Springer or just north of Springer, and he is starting the AT. So that's going to be awesome following him. And, of course, he's already got his trail legs because he's walked over 1,900 miles. So a couple folks that did get off the trail, Shades got off due to an old injury. Shades was the one that was hiking with Cephas. And, uh, of course, Cephas picked, we already said he picked up Pitfall, and they're continuing on in the Smokies, but Shades will not be back. And then Scatterbrain has got off due, uh, permanently due to an injury that she didn't even know she had to a health issue she didn't know she had. So it was uh, aggravated by all the climbs and the elevations, and so she has gotten off and... So fortunately, she listened to her body. She made it all the way up past Mount Rogers. So it was fortunate she did listen to her body, went to a doctor there in Virginia, and he gave her the bad news, so she is off permanently. ATC registrations are up just slightly. We only went up 33 hikers this week. So we went up from 2,857 Nobo. We went up to 2,879 flip-floppers we went up from 186 to 192 and we gained it looks like five sobo hikers from 186 to 191 so our total this week is up 33 hikers up to 3262 people that are officially registered with the atc website i think there's a lot more people than that on the trail but those are the folks that have registered through the website so some trail news so by now you probably already know that the peters mountain closure is open that was the closure that they shut down for a couple months because of the ice storm that destroyed some major power line transmission poles and towers up through there that has been fixed and now that section is open so the the trail club that maintains that air through there they are still getting rid of blowdowns and they ask that when you go through there, if you see a branch that you can pull across a trail, please pull that across and get that out of the trail. Help out a little bit of trail maintenance. You know, if, if each hiker through there just pulled one branch, it'd probably be cleared in a week to 10 days. Uh, but of course, the blowdown is going to take bigger equipment than that, saws and such. So they're handling that. But also be careful of any type of dead mans that are still up in the trees in that area of not only Peters Mountain, but in that area of 
uh, Virginia because that was where we had that big ice storm. So there's still going to be a lot of damage to the trees that are up in the tops that nobody can get to. And eventually, during particularly during wind storms, and as those, uh, you know, they're probably still green now, might, might be connected, but as they rot, they'll loosen up and eventually they will come down. So be careful of those dead mans as you're walking through that area. And then big news, or I think it's big news is, the Forest Service has reopened AT shelters in the Chattahoochee, Oconee National Forest, Nantahala, Pisgah National Forest, Cherokee, George Washington, and Jefferson National Forest. So all the National Forest shelters are open all the way from Georgia to North Carolina to Tennessee to Virginia. So that is awesome. Now you can camp in those Use those shelters legally without fear of being fined $3,000 or $5,000, whatever it is. I know everybody's been camping in them anyway. Nobody's been slightly worried about that. But if you were worried about it, now your worries are over for that section of it. However, the ATC put out that there are still 70 shelters that remain closed. So those are the 70 shelters that, the, that only the ATC operates and is not under the jurisdiction of the National Forest Service. So national parks have opened their shelters. National Forest has opened their shelters. The ATC is keeping their shelters closed. Go figure, right? Kind of figure that that's the way it's going to do it. I don't know when they're going to open it. They've kind of cut me off for information, and we'll talk about that in a little bit here. But in any case, they did have a link that said, follow this link for more information about the 70 hikers. I followed that link. 70 hikers, 70 shelters. I followed that link. It did not give me any more information. So the only way to figure that out is you have to do a deep dive into their update section. And that gets to be pretty onerous to do that. So there are some shelters that they do have closed. And then Whispers, our northern correspondent up in the New England states, he says that the COVID numbers are coming down. And so that is great. He also said they had two pretty significant snowfalls this past week, but of course those will be gone by the time through hikers get there. And the snow line currently is at 2,400 feet in elevation. So anything above that, you're going to be post-holing up there if you're a section hiker or whatnot. So my trials and tribulations of the ATC. I sent some questions to them this past week, and I'll give you the answers they gave me. So the questions were, were related around bear reports and vaccinations. So I asked them, now that the vaccination is available in 50 states to everyone 16 and over, and 50% of the country has received at least one dose of the vaccine, is the AT considering opening offices, shelters, and recognizing thru-hikers? Does this vaccination rate and availability meet the definition that the ATC has given out of being vaccinations being widely available? And if it does not, does the ATC have a working definition of what widely available means? Who will decide when the U.S. has reached the level set is one of the benchmarks for the ATC to reopen shelters and recognize through hikers. Has the ATC considered a vaccination fair at trail days. So what an opportune moment. There will be thousands of hikers at trail days, both through hikers and just hiker community. What a great opportunity to come and give vaccinations to those who want them at trail days, because there's going to be a, cat, you know, a lot of folks there. So 
I thought that would be a pretty good idea to do that. And then I had some questions about bear reports for them. So, you know, I've been getting several bear reports, and I've been giving those to you from people uh, out on the trail, from through hikers, and those have not gotten their way to the ATC website. So I wanted to ask them, you know, how that how that works. So the way it works is you don't call them or you don't send them an email. They have a survey that you fill out, and I'll leave a link to that down below. So you fill that survey out, and I want to know how that worked. So I want to I asked them who monitors it, who responds, what is the time frame of the response? Generally, what is the flow of the time it is submitted to the time action is taken or not taken, and what might that action be? So here's the answer I got. Uh huh. Okay. I understand. Yep. That's what I got. Butkus. So, I didn't get any answer at all. I don't know why I didn't get an answer other than they've cut me off and stopped replying to me. I'm going to send that email one more time just in case they didn't get that email. And hopefully they'll respond. If they don't, I'll let you know either way what their response is. Or if they didn't, and then I'm going higher until I get an answer to these questions. It's not like they're to die for questions, but they're questions that you folks out there probably want to know i want to know and i figure i'm just a typical hiker so if i want to know you guys want to know so i'm going to try to get you some answers then i uh, dropped a trail days video uh, uh, yesterday hopefully you got a chance to see that if you didn't i'll leave a link up here so go and check that out one of the things that the takeaway from that was that i wanted to make sure that you took away was that there have been some changes at trail days some things that i'm personally going to miss and you know trail days won't necessarily be the same without them but trail days is going to be great because we are all going to be together as one community so i'm looking forward to it come and check me out come and say hey i'll be down at the ball field in the less than noisy busy area as the atc calls it or rather as the town of damascus calls it so i'll be on the ball field rather than in the woods but Come on down, say, hey, if you bring me an adult PBR, I will not hold that against you. I may not be wearing a mask. Masks at my campsite are not mandatory, and I may even try to hug your neck. So let me know if you don't want me to hug your neck or if you don't want me to give you a fist bump. In any case, please reach out to me. Love talking to hikers, section hikers, through hikers, anybody in the hiker community. And then... Also, I wanted to ask your help. I am going to be doing a hike. Me and Come Along are going up north. We're going to be hiking from the where the Long Trail takes off there at Massachusetts and Vermont all the way up to Rutland. So that's a, roughly 100 miles. And so I wanted to find out what is the best way to get to that trailhead. I'm flying from uh, North Carolina, you know, Raleigh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Concord. I could go down to Spartanburg or even Greenville to catch a flight up to Albany where I figure I'll have to get on the trail, catch a shuttle there to the trail from Albany, and then the trail runs right by the Rutland Airport. So I know I'm going to be stinky after a week up there, so maybe I can find a, a swimming hole somewhere up there. It'll be in the middle of the summer or a hostel somewhere to go to get a shower so folks on the plane don't mind sitting next to me. But in any case, any advice you got for that, shuttles, flights, anything like that, how to get from the Albany airport, if that is the appropriate airport, if it's not, give me a better airport, um, 
so that I can make that happen this year. So I greatly appreciate that. And last but certainly not least, Mountain Style Gear sent us over a couple stoves. So I'm giving away a stove right now. So if you're interested in one of these ultralight stoves, I, I have been using it for my past four hikes, which is around 200 miles. Uh, it has not failed me yet. It weighs less than 50 grams. So I like it. I'm going to keep using it and I'd recommend it to you. So if you want one of these stoves, leave a comment down below and leave the word stove at the end of your comment. Folks, I hope you enjoyed that. That's all I got for you this week. As always, appreciate you and we'll see you out here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Hope you got some great information out of it. Check out my YouTube channel, Ramdino Roman the Trails, at the link in the show notes below to see what you may have missed. Subscribe to it and this podcast and do us a real big favor. Give us a good review. Feel free to send me any questions or comments, and if I don't have an answer, I'll make one up. I hope you're able to get out in the woods and go for a hike, and if so, we'll take the time to do it. Maybe take a friend, and if they're not a good friend, maybe get them lost. There's no better place to be lost than in the woods. It's not important how long or how far you go, just go.